Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. Of course, you know him. He's an actor. He's an author. His name is Kirk Cameron. Kirk, good to see you again. How are you? Great. Hey, Joe. Great. I'm doing very well. Great to see you. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, you bet. KirkCameron.com, BraveBooks.com. He's got a new book out called Pride Comes Before the Fall. And we want to get into that uh, in earnest. You you have risked your celebrity. You've risked the your life's work because a lot of half the country thinks that uh, you're a bad guy now for some reason because you dare stand up for, for traditional values. Was that a hard decision or not? No, not when I think of what the guys on the beaches of Normandy did. Not when I think of what George Washington did. Not when I think of what so many have done in the past to give us this incredible nation that we have with freedoms that are rare and precious. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, even come close to saying that half the, half the nation thinks I'm a bad guy. Remember, um, there is a very loud, vocal group of elites that want to create the perception that people who love God, love their family, and love our country and the values that it was built on are, are bad guys, and that many people think so. But, but that's not the case. As I travel around the country and speaking at schools and churches and in public libraries, I have found that there are millions and millions just like us who want to return to the values that lead to our blessing and our protection. And these are the values that we read about in the Constitution, that we read about in the Bill of Rights, that we read about in the Bible. These are the things that our founding fathers and our forefathers and mothers were telling us were indispensable for a free republic like ours. So um, I, I love how Ronald Reagan said that uh, evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. Nice. And that's why I'm on this campaign for calling good men and women to courage and bravery. Well, Kirk, I stand corrected. You're right. We're a center-right country. I think that we're generally a conservative country if you break down the issues. And I think, generally speaking, the vast majority don't want grown men dressed as women reading to our, our children then twerking on them. I think that uh, the vast majority don't want people like in Seattle in a public park to take showers naked and daring anybody to say anything about it. So you're right about that. I, I, I think with the, the big media, big tech, big Hollywood now, uh, big sports, big music, and just the big hierarchy – they would want us to believe that half the country isn't happy with yeah. what Kirk Cameron's doing. But but you're right. I, I stand corrected on that. It is Kirk Cameron. He's got something called See You at the Library. It's an event happening on August 5th. I want to get into that in earnest in a moment. Uh, I'm a father of five daughters. We've got a value system mm. where we believe in the nuclear family. My daughters are, are hit with this every day. But then they look at it and say, well, Dad, I know that men aren't women and women aren't men. And I know that grown men dressed like women, that's not really normal. So thank God they, they learned the lessons from my wife and from me. But beyond that, there are children that don't have the nuclear family like you and I you know, would wish that they would. And they're seeing this and thinking that it's normal. Can you tell me if you figured this out? Because you're smarter than I. We've talked about that. Um, <laughs> have you figured out why grown men need to torque in front of five-year-olds? Why people need to, uh, this adult entertainment that we call drag, why does that need to be in the public fray? Do we know? Yeah. So I'm not a psychologist. And <clears throat> uh, I... I I take my cues from history, um, from timeless truths that have proven themselves worthy over time to create the best kinds of cultures and families and nations. And certainly there are there are perverts out there that are satisfying their own sexual desires by twerking in front of children. Um, I think these people should should be um, institutionalized. And then there are there are those who are out there to um, express themselves in ways that bring themselves joy, as they, as they like to say. And then there are those who actually think that this type of a leftist um, 
progressive way of life is really the most loving community. And they're trying, in their words, to set children free from the uh, oppressive views of their parents. And really what this comes down to is, is, is a reorienting of people's morals and their faith. And if you can get to the children, they're the most vulnerable. They're the most impressionable. So if you can communicate the message loud enough uh, with the most glitter and sparkle as possible and say it long enough and get enough people clapping in the background, you can persuade children that good is bad and bad is good, that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. And what does this accomplish? Well, it accomplishes a lot. In order to take over a society and reorganize it along different lines than the Judeo-Christian lines that America has been built on, you must first disorganize the current society. You must destabilize the current social and economic fabric, and then you can unravel the whole thing. The easiest way to do that is to start with the kids because they're not going to convince you, Joe. They're not going to convince me, but they can convince the little ones. And if you can convince the parents to take them to these things, or even easier, if you can just convince them to leave their children in public school for seven hours a day, we'll, they'll, they'll indoctrinate them right there in the kindergarten classroom with you paying for it with your taxpayer dollars. You see, this is really an issue of a radical religion, and it is a religion. It it's is. not just a political point of view. It's not just your sexual proclivities for children. This is a religion wherein you will be forced to believe its tenets in an authoritarian society, and your children will be indoctrinated with these doctrines, and we as parents will be dogmatically commanded to sacrifice our most precious things, the hearts and minds of our children at the altar of wokeism as we bring our tithes and offerings in the form of taxes— to these progressive priests. Parents need to rescue their kids from this corrupt cult before they begin baptizing and circumcising your children or going all the way and castrating your young boys through a gender reassignment surgery. This is serious stuff. It is. And it always starts with the children. Lest anybody out there watching or listening um, thinks that you're wrong, let me disabuse them. There is a legislator in in California. I don't know the guy's name. He's got a beard. He wears pink uh, nail polish. I don't know his name. Uh, But he is literally pushing a piece of legislation that would take your children and mine away from from us if we, in fact, did not go for this gender assignment or gender-affirming surgery. And, of course, there isn't gender-affirming any, anything. Our gender is affirmed by God. It's, a, it's affirmed by science. It's affirmed by our, our chromosomes and our genitals. But this person literally wants, in California, parents to lose their parental rights and have their kids taken away if they yeah. won't say okay to minors getting puberty blockers, hormones that, that, that don't belong to their gender, and surgery. Yeah. I mean, so what you just said is actually happening. It's not, it's you, it's not, happening. You, it's not you being prescient saying what might happen. That's right. We have a senator here in California that's in my district who has been a senator for 11 years, and he has now gone on record saying, I used to be all about protecting the kids. Now I'm about protecting the parents because the parents are the ones who are being attacked by the California government with uh, threats of taking their children away if they don't affirm this kind of gender insanity. And he's actually recommending now that 
if you're a parent living in California, flee the state yeah. if you love your children. Yeah. And they're fleeing. So, to, they're fleeing to where I am because they're coming to Texas, which is good. Yeah, because Texas, Texas just said you can't do this to kids. Yeah. So, I think what we need to do is we need to flip the script here, okay. and uh, in, in, instead of being afraid of those who want to um, cover our children and in, in, in glitter and dance in front of them, what we need is the forces of darkness to be afraid of good moms and dads, common sense parents who are advancing an agenda of what is noble and what is admirable, what is virtuous, beautiful, good, and true, teaching children uh, that loving God and loving your family as God created it and loving your country, especially a free republic like ours, that, that that kind of thing is happening all over the place and the forces of darkness should be trembling. We need to get off the defense and stop talking about the, 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 the nasty things they're doing. And we need to get on the offense so that they begin talking about all of the good and right things that we're doing. That's why I love what you're doing, Joe. That's why I love Brave Books, a book publishing company that's putting out books with pro-God, pro-America values. And I've been touring the country reading them in public libraries. Uh, one of the, one of my favorites is called, uh, elephants are not birds. And it's a great little story for kids teaching them about God's design for gender. Another one's called the Island of free ice cream. And it warns of the dangers of socialism. Uh, my latest book is called pride comes before the fall. It teaches kids about humility and that pride is something to be avoided because it is the, it is the deadliest of the seven deadly sins. And it came out, uh, June 1st. So I've got my hands full doing this, and I think all of us should have our hands full of doing good, not just filling our ears and our eyes with others who are doing evil. And believe me, a, a guy like me and my wife and my family, we all really appreciate what you're doing. And I think millions of Americans got well, were awakened, um, I, think, I think by you certainly. But you know what the tipping point was, and this blows me away, Bud Light. The tipping point was Bud Light and Target. If I walk into Target and you've got pride outfits for babies and you've got, you know, um, swimsuits for trans people that they can tuck things and the label said it was made by somebody called Satan, at that point America said, well, wait a second. You know, we're okay with men dressing as women and if you think that you're a different gender and you're over 18, whatever, live your life. You want to sleep with a person the same gender? I don't want to be in your bedroom. But you're going to be pushing products made by somebody called Satan? And you don't think we're going to notice? You're going to have the, the number one beer in the country where a guy or a gal comes home after a long day's work, just wants to crack a beer open, represented by a man making fun of women? That really was the tipping point, wasn't it? Have you seen more momentum on what you're doing because of those things happening? Um, yes, I, I think these are the more obvious manifestations of all of this. But I right. think all of it's been going on under, uh, behind, uh, uh, um, under the radar for a long, long time. Uh, these movements, you can go back and, and find YouTube videos of people um, singing songs within the, 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 the LGBT community saying, we're coming for your children. We're absolutely coming for your children. It's literally out there. There's a song there. Yeah. Yes, and they were doing this uh, decades ago. So unfortunately, uh, if, you let, if, if you let bad ideas fester too long uh, and you don't uproot them early, uh, they, 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 they flower and they go to seed and then they start propagating. Right. And this is what we're seeing everywhere now. So it seems like it's coming on all of a sudden, but it's really not. And it's, it's that they've been playing the long game 
and we have been largely unaware. But now that we are aware and we are awake, we need to get engaged. And um, we've got a really cool event coming up on August 5th. We're encouraging everybody to be a part of. It's called See You at the Library. So I've been traveling around and visiting libraries all over the country, uh, pushing back against this agenda, and families have been showing up by the thousands. Uh, well, on August 5th, we are, we are um, uh, doing our spin on an event called See You at the Flag. Okay. Uh, or, I'm sorry, See You at the Pole. Remember when families would gather on flagpoles yes. at schools to pray? We're doing See You at the Library. And we're asking people all over the nation to go to their local library, set up a story hour, and read a book of character, faith, and virtue to the children in your community on August 5th. It's a nationwide event. We expect to have thousands of public libraries who are going to be participating. And you just go to bravebooks.com. You can get my book for free there. And also click on the See You at the Library tab to learn how you can set up a library uh, reading in your community. Uh, and we'll also tell you how to be able to deal with those in your community who are going to push back and try to sabotage your event and cancel your event, just like they have ours uh, at the American Library Association. At the very top levels, they are looking to suppress and censor this August 5th event, which is so ironic because that's what they say that they're against is censorship, yet they censor those who don't agree with them. It's like, so, you're, re it's like you're reading my mind, Kirk, because I was going to say, you ran into to a headwind and you're somebody who is known. Uh, if somebody in the community where I live wants to go and do this, and the librarian says, or the, the management of the library, or the library association, whatever, if they say, you can't do that, people, generally speaking, will follow the rules. Well, of course they can do that. If a drag queen can do it, um, uh, somebody who believes in Jesus Christ can go and do it. Um, and, yeah. and it's always interesting to me, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this. And I love this event. Go to bravebooks.com, click on See You at the Library. Um, we have a push by the far left, Randy Weingarten on down, when it comes to the education system, that gay like me, a graphic book can be available to elementary, middle, and high school students, yet you can't bring the Bible in school. And my counter-argument many times has been, and this shuts them down as well, not that I read these magazines, but, okay, you want that in there, do you want Playboy and Hustler available in a local library? And of course, they're answering, of course not, we don't want that. Well, then why would you want this that describes... Um, two males having sex of some sort, or two females, and, and showing graphic illustrations to young kids, it's so bad that when you read it at the school board meeting, the school board members all say, please stop reading that, and it's available to our seven-year-olds. So how do you balance that? They're living in bizarro world, and they think they're right, but we can easily dispel that just with common sense and debate, but they shut down debate by saying, these are the rules, you can't do it. How do you beat that? Mm. Yeah, to them, I think they just sit in the back and they do this while we're, while we're talking, and right. they laugh as they toast uh, th their next advance of their agenda. As long as they've got control of the microphones and can give you your two minutes, ignore you, and just carry on with business as usual, I don't think a lot's going to change. I think what, what we need to do is we need to recognize that uh, this has all happened on our watch, and we need to re-engage as common-sense parents, as concerned citizens, as men and women of faith and character who love our family and love our country. We've got to vote again. We've got to participate in local politics, in school boards, in city council meetings. We've got to, uh, I would say, number one, if every parent in the country just simply kept their kids home from public school and stopped sending them to the government indoctrination camps, you now have a fighting chance. We can now teach our children, rather than subcontracting our parenting out to the government to train our kids to be little Marxists. Yeah. We could make such a difference. But if we're not willing to do that, even with our own children, and 
and you say, well, I don't know if I can pull my kids out of school. Well, I, I understand. Um, I, I understand the challenge. It's, it's a way of, of rethinking everything. But do you know there's millions of people who feel just like you and me, and there are co-ops and networks and organizations and conferences? I speak at them. I, I, I'm, I'm constantly visiting with these people, and my wife and I have homeschooled six children wow. in our house. And what I'm saying is there are alternatives. And you may say, well, it just all sounds kind of risky. I don't know if I just want to stick my neck out and risk my children's future by really taking their future into my hands. Look, the risk is much, much greater when you do nothing. Uh, all that it takes for evil to advance is for good moms and dads to do nothing and just trust the government. You and I cannot agree more. It's, of course, actor, author Kirk Cameron. He's out there and he's doing the right thing for the community, for our value system in this country, and fighting back against what, what our kids are being faced with every day. Pride Comes Before the Fall is the brand new book. Go to bravebooks.com, kirkcameron.com. Kirk, let's talk again, maybe right before August 5th to, re, to, to re-motivate people and energize them to get out there and do this. Love okay? it. That's right. I'd love it. Thank, thank you, Joe. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you being here. We appreciate Kirk Cameron. Go to KirkCameron.com or BraveBooks.com. And keep in mind, tomorrow I'll be in for Sean Hannity on his show as well as mine. We'll do six hours straight of radio. Before we do that, though, pop culture. Pop. Dirty pop. What's going on, Polo? So I remember the other day I mentioned that uh, Ryan Seacrest is going to become the new host for uh, Will of Fortune, right? Yes. So apparently Vanna White is wanting to, I guess, stay on, but she's asking for more money because apparently she hasn't gotten a raise in the past 18 years. She's How is made, that possible? I don't know. It says, from what the story I'm reading, says that she's made $3 million the past, for the past 18 years. Pat Sajak, I think, was making 14. And I think she's saying she doesn't want to make his money, but she feels like she should at least make half of what he was making. Well, I, listen, I think that she's the, without her, it's not the same show. So good for her. She should get it. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show. This must be.